Open up your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, uh, verse 17 rather. This is going to be our last message in the Christian living category. How many have been around and heard me read this scripture about 15 times? Anybody here? Okay, not very many of you. Are you ashamed to raise your hands? How many of you have heard me read this passage quite a bit? You have, right? It's going to be the last time you hear me read it in this context. We are now completing this section. Today we're going to talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at Ephesians 4.17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding, separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them due to the hardening of their hearts. They've lost all sensitivity. They've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. They're full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life that you learned, the way of life that you heard about Christ when you were taught in him with the truth that's taught in Jesus. You were taught. Somebody say, I was taught. Thank you. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self. Somebody say, put on the new self. Thank you. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, these are the things we do not do as Christians. Therefore, we don't speak falsehood, but we speak rather truthfully to each other, for we're members of one body. We don't sin in our anger. We don't let the sun go down while we're angry. We don't give the devil a foothold. We don't steal any longer. We work. We do something useful with our own hands that we may have something to share with those in needs. We don't let unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. We don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. We're getting rid of, how many can say this with me? Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. So we're not going to do those things, but what are we going to do? Verse 32, we're going to be kind compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example. Therefore, as Christ, uh, therefore, as dearly loved children, walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us. How many, how many know Jesus loved you? And now you should love others. He gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, sacrifice to God. Here are some more things that we shouldn't do. There shouldn't be a hint of sexual immorality, any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no impure, immoral, greedy person, such a person as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Read verse 7 with me. One, two, three. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Don't hang out with those who like to sin. Verse 8, but you once were darkness. We all can relate to a time we were dark, sinners, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all what? Read these three things. It consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's the way we live. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that's illuminated becomes the light. That's why it said, wake up, sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you, shake your neighbor and say, wake up and live for Jesus. Thank you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are what? The days are evil. Thank you. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Here's today's verse in our sermon series. Read it with me. One, two, three. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. 
speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for how many things? For everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you have been with us for this year and even part of last year, we've been learning about the book of Ephesians. We've learned all these chapters prior to what we just read today about learning to be heavenly minded. Now we're learning to be earthly good. You've learned the instructions for Christian living. I just read the last portion of a 17-part message series we had on instructions on Christian living. I combined some of them, but you have heard all of these teachings. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Glory to God that you know these things. So what do I want to end this portion of the Ephesian sermon series on? I want to talk about being filled with the Spirit. The Bible says don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery or crazy living, but be filled with the Spirit. Do you understand that the pleasures of this world can't compete with the pleasures of God? Is a little bit of wine okay? Yeah, but the Bible says if you try to go to that wine to take away your problems and to take away your sobriety, to find yourself drunk, it won't make life better. It makes it worse. How many have been drunk before? Can I hear an amen? Amen. So what does that little bit of wine tell us? That there's pleasure in life. How many like a little bit of wine? Don't be ashamed in church. It's okay. Jesus made water into wine. But we like a little bit of wine. But what does that little bit of wine show us? That we're made to enjoy things in life. How many like a little bit of chocolate cake? Don't lie. If you like a lot, just put up your hands and say, I like a little. Come on. How many like to go out with your friends and have a little bit of fun, a little bit of dancing, a little bit of uh, going to the beach, wakeboarding, surfing, or whatever you like to do? How many like a little bit of shopping? Come on, ladies. We'll assume that you don't do a lot of shopping. How many like a little bit of shopping? Well, the Bible says, and you've heard this before, about moderation. The Bible talks about that. It is true, all good things in moderation. That is true. But what do we seek after for in the drunkenness is something that only the Spirit can give us, and that is a life filled with pleasure beyond our own understanding. You see, you talk to people who got drunk the night before. They say, oh, man, do you remember what you did? No, it was crazy. And they think about that in a positive way, and, they, and, and they're not stupid. They understand that they did dumb things. But here's the one positive thing they think about it. I was outside of my mind. My problems disappeared. I sang karaoke without any hindrance, right? That's how they think about those moments. But the Spirit is saying to us, is saying to us that I will give you more than just that, and it won't come with the hangover. I'll get you out of your stinking thinking, out of your depressive mindset, out of the pain that you're feeling, and you won't regret it in the morning. See, the Spirit gives to us the pleasures without the regret. Get that in your heart today. And drugs go along the same way. Drugs are good in moderation. When you're sick, you need them. That's why we have them. I would rather you use medicinal marijuana than any of those kind of psychotropic drugs they're giving people. I just talked to a cancer survivor, stage four prostate, and he said when they had me on all of these, you know, the ones that ends with fiends, you know, I don't know, it's just dopamine and this kind of mean. And he said, I was like a crack addict. Now, if you're on those things, may God bless you and keep you in a sane mind. But he said, when I got onto medicinal marijuana, it was much better for me. And this was a pastor. Praise God for medicine. Can I hear an amen? And be careful about the medicine you take. But if you start smoking marijuana for leisure, you start taking and popping these pills for leisure, you're going to find your same, the same place of drunkenness. You're lacking sobriety. The Bible wants you to have a sober mind, but he wants you to be blissed out. How do you get blissed out on God? By the Holy Spirit. God wants you high, folks. He just wants you on the Holy Ghost high. There's no high like the Holy Ghost high. Amen. You never come down. So there's nothing wrong with seeking pleasure. The Bible says at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. 
It's just where do you go for your pleasures? Where do you go to satisfy your thirst? The Bible says go to the Spirit. You could become a sex addict, a drug addict, a money addict. All those addicts never satisfy. Those addictions never satisfy. But the Spirit does. And the Spirit makes you so happy, He makes you want to sing to other people. You know you've been in bars and people have been drunk and they start singing to you and they're singing with the music and they can't sing at all. Well, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will make you so happy you'll want to sing songs to each other. You'll want to encourage each other. I've found myself in many dark nights and many dark nights singing songs to myself, being lifted up in the pleasures of heaven despite the pains of this world. We all know pain. We want to escape it as soon as it comes. That's why we keep Advil. I keep it in my car. The moment I feel that headache coming, boom, I'm popping that Advil, right? We escape pain. We know it doesn't feel good. We were made for pleasure. But the the problem is when we go to the pleasures of this world to try to fill the hole that only God can fill. And so he's not saying, I love what John Piper says, he's not saying to us, you're wrong for wanting pleasure. He made us to desire pleasure. He's saying you're going to the wrong places to find your pleasure satisfied. That's why the Bible says, love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, all your strength. Love God like that and you'll be satisfied. Love your neighbor like that and they can't offend you into bitterness. You'll get better instead of bitter. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. When you walk around with a grateful heart, you won't be disappointed in life. If you didn't get that job, you'll be thankful that there's even an economy to get another job at. If you don't have the shoes that you want, you'll be thankful that you're not walking barefoot. Come on, somebody. You see, you will be thankful in the presence of God. Even when things are going wrong, you will be so high on the Holy Ghost that you'll be thankful for what you have. You ever been with somebody that's overdrank too much and they just look at you and say, I just love you. You're my buddy, and I'm so glad we're hanging out. Now, I'm not trying to glorify drunkenness. If you've never done it, never do it to understand your pastor's example. It's not worth it. But you know what I'm talking about. Something about being drunk makes you grateful for things, doesn't it? When you just say, oh, I'm so happy for this person here. I'm so happy for you. I want to, you know, but it's all make-believe, really, isn't it? But the Holy Spirit will make you really happy, really thankful really thankful for your family, even if it's not the way it should be right now. You'll be thankful for the opportunity to have them, to preach to them if they're not saved. For those of us who have Christian family, you'll be thankful that you get a chance to become more like Christ in your arguments and disagreements. You'll be thankful for the lessons you learn through being a parent. You'll be thankful for your job that you get to work, even if it's not your favorite job right now. It may be a step up to another position, but you're going to like the job that you have. When you're high on the Holy Ghost, your perspective changes is what I'm trying to say. How many want to get high on the Holy Ghost? How many want to get high on God's supply? Amen. I mean, you may think that I'm being silly, but we all go after pleasure, don't we? Whether it's the businessman sitting down with the $200 Cuban and some whiskey that's been aged in some barrel somewhere that I don't care about, and he pays to belong to that club. You know what I'm talking about, that cigar smoking club. Or whether it's a person that's mad today that it's 50 degrees, what's going on in Chicago, because they wanted to go on their yacht. Or whether it's just you coming home today to that trace leche that you've made for your Sunday afternoon dinner. It, it It doesn't matter where you're seeking the pleasure. All of us are seeking pleasure. Why not go to God and be filled with it? How do you stay filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, number one, you don't take substitutes. 
If you eat, you don't become an addict to your food. And you're eating and you're drinking, you do all things to God. If you drink, you don't become an alcoholic, right? If you take medicine for your sick, you don't look to that to take away your sober mind. You don't let shopping take away the joy of God's provision. You're thankful for what you have, okay? So what do you do? You stop taking substitutes and you get continually filled on the Holy Spirit. Then what do you do? Number two, the Bible says you sing and you make music from, from your heart to God. And you do it around others as well. So that means you're not ashamed of it. That means you're like the person who comes to work whistling, literally whistling. You come to work singing a song in your heart. A lot of these young adults here want to sing what Yachty says and Little Wayne says and all that. No, you come singing what David said in the book of Psalms. And some of the older people are like, you don't even know who those names are, you know. But you know the names of these musicians that I hear bumping every Saturday afternoon in our neighbor. Bum, 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 bum. And you come to work, you know, on Monday. That's how I hear it in my gringo mind. And you know some of you come to work. Bum, 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 you know, come singing the songs of God. Come singing the songs of Zion. Give me a Latino song that I would hear here on a Saturday. Go, oh, give me one of these. You're disappointing your gente. Just sing. You don't even know lyric? No, you're not even helping me. He's leaving me to try. The gringo's embarrassed now. Okay. And then always give thanks to God for everything. Somebody say everything. Everything. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Amen. I have a commentary you guys can read here. But look at Isaiah 58, 11. Would you do me a favor, Juan, and just hold these things for me, please? Thank you, sir. Look at this scripture in closing as Berto comes up, please. Isaiah 58, 11, an Old Testament prophet said, You, talking about God's people, you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Somebody say, never fail. Thank you, sir. God's waters never fail. I want to give you an illustration about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, be filled and continually filled. Amen. In the commentary that I had there for you to read, it talks about the Greek tense of the word be filled. It's not a one-time filling. It's a continual action. Be filled and be continually filled. When we hear that command, this is how many of us think about the Christian life. I want to show this to you. We think about God being the source of our life, our joy, our pleasures, our love. And we think of ourselves, even as Christians, and I want you to hear this, especially as Christians, because a lot of us have bad theology, and this scripture is going to correct that today. We think of ourselves as this empty cup, and we got to come to church, and we got to come and sing a few songs, listen to the preacher. Oh, and God filled me up a little bit. I feel better now. I feel like I can go through this week. Jesus loves me. Oh, it feels so good inside. And then comes Monday. This is how many Christians think. And then comes Monday, and oh, my boss messed with me. My employees messed with me. Traffic messed with me. And then comes Tuesday and the hump day, Wednesday and Thursday and bills and Friday's here, but oh man, I got all these things to do and Saturday I'm just going to sleep in, do laundry and oh, I'm empty again. I have to come back to church. 
I have to come back and get filled up again, and I'm really desperate this time. So when pastor dismisses, honey, let's stay and sing a little bit extra worship. Let's stay for that after party because it's been a tough week, honey. Oh, and we get filled up about this much. Oh, I feel so much better now. And then we go through the week, and this is how many of us think our Christian life is, just always being filled and always being empty. And here we are, we're empty again. Do you think that's what the Christian life is like? If you do, I want to really correct that today with this illustration. The book of Ephesians speaks about being in Christ, in him, in Jesus over 20 times. The entire revelation that Paul is giving us in the book is that when we were born again, our spirit went from being away from God to right on the inside of God. We came into Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is you in biblical Christianity. But it even goes one step further. This is not God's. <laughs> this is not God's water. This is a just a little thumb drop of God's water. Take a little cup next time you go to the lake or to the ocean and drop it in there, and then you'll start to get an idea of God's vastness and your smallness. Come on, somebody. We are dropped in the glory of God's infinite power and love. And so does life have challenges? Yes, it does. But you're going through the challenges in Christ. And so when it says be filled and continually filled, all you have to do, if you could see a little imaginary flap on that little shot glass right there, is all you have to do is just stay open to what God is doing. And not only will it come in you, will his Holy Spirit come in you, but it will come through you. Jesus said that out of your innermost being would flow rivers of living water. So not only do you get drowned in the glory of God by his spirit, oh, I'll take as much as I can. Imagine if the ocean was fresh water and you were thirsty. You said, I'm just going to drink as much as I can. You couldn't drink it all. In. So you say, yes, I want it all, I want it all. But it's not only that, you become a conduit. You become a fountain of God's glory to the dry places of the world. So when you walk onto your job tomorrow, you're not an empty cup. You're a cup filled with the glory of God. God is with you wherever you go. This is how you go to work, sir. You go to work filled and overflowing with the glory of God. You may say, Pastor, what I don't always feel that way. Listen to me, I don't care how you feel. That's all right. God cares how you feel. I'm just teasing. But you know what? It doesn't matter how you feel. Sometimes I don't believe in gravity based on my feelings. I think I can fly as I play basketball. But gravity reminds me it's still there. It doesn't matter if you feel down some days or up some days. It doesn't matter. The truth still remains. You're in Christ, and you are filled and continually being filled by the glory of God. So don't let feelings, which are fickle, take away the reality of who you are. This is Christianity. In him, I am filled and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Can you say that with me today in an attitude of prayer? In Christ, I am filled and overflowing 
with the Holy Spirit. Just in an attitude of prayer, band and altar workers, would you come? If you feel today you're not in Christ, or you feel today like you're empty, or you're not getting it, would you just start to confess those doubts, those unbeliefs, maybe even sins to the Lord, and say, Jesus, help me to believe. Help me to believe the reality that I am in you today. And that as I'm in you, all my needs are met. Just a few more moments, a few more moments right now in the presence of the Lord can change your life. And then we'll stand up to dismiss. But if you're here today, maybe you came to watch the ordination and you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, just say, Jesus, I invite you in. Forgive me of my sins. Now for those that are here today and you believe this is you, I want you, as the band begins to sing a song in closing, to stand up and let the rivers of the Holy Spirit flow in you and through you. So as you begin to pray and sense the Lord, just stand up. And those who are still praying, you can stay in that attitude until you have to go, but in that seated position. But I want us, when we stand, to actually mean it as a declaration, as I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we'll dismiss in just a moment. Come on, man, sing. And as they do, would you stand and believe it today? I'm filled and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. If you need prayer, you can even come up now. We would love to pray for you. Those who would like to have prayer to receive, just encouragement. Come on up. Otherwise, stand up with us and worship as you believe today that God's love is flowing in you and through you. We are filled with the Holy Spirit today. And been set free Sing your love is true. Yeah. Love is true. Yes, love, love is free. Flow through us. May the sin on Calvary. I made you. I made new. Yes. I've been set free. The power of hell is broken. As those are receiving prayer at the altars, continue to do so. Those of you who can hear me and respond, would you just raise up your hands and ask the Lord now for three people and three places for a total of six things that you would like to see the rivers of God flow in you and through you to touch them right now. Think of three people's lives you want to see touched by the power of God right now. God, use me to touch them with your rivers of life. And then begin to pray for three places you want to see the rivers of God flood with his love. So I'm praying today for my neighbor Steve and Michelle and their children. I'm praying today for Ashton and Vivek and their family. I'm praying today for these wonderful people you've brought in my life. Lord, flow your river through me into them. May my words encourage them. May my life encourage them. Vicki and Nick, today... And then start to pray for those three places. Lord, I pray for 66 
60639. This zip code, the Reese Park community, that Lord, it would be flooded with your love by your spirit. Espirito Santo Fiends. Come, Holy Spirit, flood this community. Flood this community. Flood my neighborhood where I live, oh Jesus. And let your rivers flow through the White House, through Congress, through Senate, from our president and vice president. Let justice, let truth, let mercy, let your power come to this nation. Come on, three people, three places, a few more moments. Rivers, rivers. We'll dismiss in just a moment. Thank you for your patience. But who wants to see the rivers of God flow? Flow, Jesus. Flow, Jesus. Right now, I'm going to ask Nyusha to come up. I'm going to pray for your family and the places that you're at right now. Come on, just stand in front of me. One of the sisters stand by. We're going to pray for her right now. Lord, we pray for her family. For all of them, God, those that are in this country, those that are still in Iran, we pray that, Lord, your rivers flow through her. Flow through her. She may not look big on the outside. She may not look like a warrior on the outside. But on the inside, God, she is going to be a powerhouse for you, for her nation, for her family. Use her there, God. Use her as she's a nurse. Use her in college. Everywhere she goes. Quickly, Sadia, come up. God's given me some people to pray for. This is a rare moment. I don't always do this, so please be patient. I pray for Sadia right now for God to touch your family, your father, right now for those people to be touched, and then for rivers to flow through you to the Belmont community, to the lesbian, the LGBT community. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, power power of the Holy Ghost right now. Isaiah, wherever Isaiah is at, come front and center, Isaiah. God's putting some people on my heart. I pray for Isaiah that God will continue to use you with your family, with your friends, that you will be a leader to those that you know that are in gangs, to those that you know that are on the streets, and that Isaiah, you will be an example to wherever you go in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Wherever Isaiah is at, lay hands on him, one of our leaders. There is a move of the Spirit right now. There is a move. Come on up here, Billy. Let me pray for you quickly. I pray for the move of the Holy Spirit on your life. As those skateboarders follow you, as those young people from Wright College follow you, that the rivers of the Holy Spirit would flow in you and through you to touch their lives, that McDonald's there would become a place of a church, that there would be Bible studies, revival would happen there, rivers, that people's hearts would be flooded with the glory of God. In the name of Jesus, before we go out of this place, would you make sure that the rivers of God are in you today? Those who are praying up in the front, keep praying, but don't leave out of here today. I wish I could pray for you all. I would call all of your names if we had the time. Come on. You go to UIC, right? UIC? God, I pray UIC gets rocked by the power of God in the name of Jesus. Let them see something so special in Yolanda's life in Jesus' name. Let it touch every part of her life. Let it go through her. Let it go through her, God, to all the friends around her that are confused, that are still looking for meaning in this world. God, let her be a shining light to them in Jesus' name. Oh, I love each one of you so much. I could pray for all of you today. I feel the Holy Spirit here. 
Because when you talk about him, he comes, doesn't he? Husbands, grab your wives' hands. Wives, grab your husband's hands. Mothers, fathers, grab your children's hands if they're with you. Friends, grab each other's hands. Can I just bless you before we go? Lord, I pray for the fire of the Holy Spirit, the rivers of God, to flow through this church, to flow through our homes and our families, that, Lord, we wouldn't be satisfied with just a little drip of you, that, Lord, we'll be drowned in your love today. In the name of Jesus and everybody's said. Come on, everybody say amen if you believe it. Hallelujah. Woo! Would you slap your neighbor high five and say be filled with the Spirit. God bless you. Be filled with the Spirit as you go. You are dismissed. Thank you for coming. Have a great week. We love you. We'll see you at Life Groups. Come on now, Yusha, right here. Nusha. Nusha, high five. Boom. Come on. Yes. yes, God bless you. Your spirit, your power is your power.